Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to 100 Yards of Football Sports Talk Radio. I'm your host and producer this evening, Logan Landers, and join me to talk about the TCU Horn Frogs taking on the Colorado Buffaloes, of course, with Deion Sanders. Now is my man, Mr. Football, Vincent Turner. How are you doing tonight, sir? Hey, how you doing this evening, Logan? Oh, I'm doing great, Vincent. You know why? Because college football is finally back. We had a little bit of action last week, but this week is when we get the full slate of games. Of course, this game is going to be taking place this Saturday, September the 2nd at noon Eastern. So once again, go check that ball game out. It's going to be a great matchup. We're here to break it all down. Once again, we appreciate all of the continued love and support for our show. And hey, once again, check us out Facebook, YouTube. For all of our amazing videos, we have probably over a thousand plus at minimum. And check out our podcast as well, thanks to the Believe Podcast Network. On any of your audio streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, iHeartRadio, or wherever it is you enjoy listening to your shows, we are on there and with a ton of tremendous episodes. Well, let's get into it. Our keys to the game. Well, Colorado, they uh, I think they were one of the main talks of the town uh, in college football this past offseason, of course, with primetime Deion Sanders leaving Jackson State and heading to Colorado, a team who has struggled mightily here in the last handful of years, hoping to get a resurgence. Tickets have been flying off the shelves. It's going to be a hot commodity in in Colorado, trying to get a hold of this team, what they can do. Let's talk about this team. I mean, it, I mean, it, it's pretty much a brand new ball club. You're bringing over guys like Travis Hunter, of course, Deion's son, Shadir Sanders, also Alton McCaskill, the fourth from Houston, Derek McClendon. I mean, you're, you're bringing over a lot, a lot of young talent. But man, I'm just curious to see how this is all going to mesh, especially week one. I mean, you have, don't get me wrong, they did great at Jackson State. We all know what they did, but you're bringing on a lot of new talent. I mean, and let's be real here. Colorado hasn't had the greatest offense in college football the last, you know, two, three years. But we're hoping with Shadir Sanders, with Dion, and of course with that tremendous coaching staff he also brought over, that they can get things rolling. Shadir had a great year last year in the FCS, and we will see what they can do. Of course, Travis Hunter, a tremendous two-way player. We'll see where he can slide in. Some receivers as well. You're getting Xavier Weaver and Jimmy Horn Jr., who's coming on over from USF. Now look at your running backs. You got Cavassier Smoke, tremendous last name. He might be smoking some defenders going to get a touchdown here this game. Coming over from Kentucky. Alton Casco, who I mentioned earlier, coming over from Houston. Great player there. Also, let's watch out for a freshman. Might not get a whole lot of action this game, but you got Dylan Edwards. Great, great speed, and he is expected to maybe get some good work in week one. We will see. Up front, you bring back three guys, and you're adding in a few more coming over from the transfer portal. All these guys just – it's going to be a little rough, I think, coming in week one. Uh, just like I said, brand new ball club. I think this team still has a lot of kinks to work out. Let's talk about this defense, though, man. This defense, ah, defense was not that good either. All right, we, we they gave up forty-four and a half points 
per game last year. Per game last year. I think it took Georgia probably about three or four games, maybe even more, to even get close to that. So a little rough here. You're bringing over Charles Kelly to help out. He has a, a lot of – he's done really well. Like I said, did some work in Alabama as well. And like I mentioned, coming over, you got Travis Hunter, number one cornerback in the country, and you also got Cormani McLean, who's the number one cornerback in 2023. So obviously with Deion Sanders, you got to have a pretty strong backfield uh, for your secondary. So I think you're doing good there. One of the best returners as well. You're getting safety. Trevor Woods also did a really well job. So let's talk about the big guys up front. You got Sean Cokes, Jordan Dominic, Jeremiah Brown, uh, Levante Bentley, and of course some other guys as well like Miles Slusher and Cameron Silman Craig. All are expected to help out this Buffalo team a lot quicker than it was last year. So I do think that Colorado is going to have a decent season this year. I'm not expecting them to go out there, win 10-plus games, shock the world. I think they're going to have a solid season. But week one, I'm not feeling it right away, but I am all for an upset. Mr. Turner, how is the Colorado Buffaloes team going to come into this game? What are your keys to their victory this upcoming Saturday? I'm going to say this. Um, Deion Sanders has been one of these people in the world of football, from high school to college to professional, has succeeded on any level as a player. Um, 38 years ago, me being a 25-year-old living in Knoxville, Tennessee, Remember when TBS, you weren't even born at that time, Logan, so I'm sorry about that. But, t- <laughs> but at the time, TBS, Mr. Turner's Network, used to have the college football game of the week. And I remember the first game was Tulane playing Florida State. And I remember it was Bob Neal and Tim Foley. Tim Foley, outstanding defensive back with the Miami Dolphins. And I remember Tim Foley kept talking about this young man from Fort Myers, Florida. And he said this gentleman was going to change the course of college football. It was a true freshman by the name of Deion Sanders. And I remember when Deion first got in the game, at defensive back, he knocked down the pass. Well, you know what his career went like at Florida State. Consensus All-American, two back-to-back years, first-round draft choice. Then he came to the Atlanta Falcons, a team that was losing at the time. And I remember the first time Dion touched the ball in Atlanta Fulton County Stadium. Remember he fumbled the punt, pump, bounced back up to him, and he took it, what, 70 yards to the house. Then he had a great career, won two Super Bowl rings with the 40, with the one with the 49ers, one with the Cowboys, then went on, retired, became a Hall of Famer, first ballot. But I never thought he would get into coaching. He was coaching at the high school level. Then he took the job at Jackson State. Everybody sit back. Okay, Jackson State. He went down there and he won back-to-back SWAC championships in the West Division. Then he took the Colorado job. Think about how the excitement of college football went to another level. To a program that's been used to winning. Just in the last, what, 10 to 15 years, they just haven't had the right coaching place. But Colorado's had some history. They won a national championship under Bill McCartney. Eric B., who's the offensive coordinator right now with the Washington Redskins, was a star running back on their team. They have had Cordell Stewart, Michael Westbrook, Alfred Williams. So this is a school that's had some history and has some success. And you're looking at Deion Sanders. 
And based on him coming as a true freshman, 38 years ago on the field floor, stay as a player on that team that had Kip Ferguson, Jamie Dukes, Hassan Jones, Stan Shriver, and then Martha Mayhew, who's the general manager with the Washington Commandos. And you saying to yourself, okay, you mentioned a good point. Last year, they was the worst team in the country defensively. They gave up 44 points. They gave up 245 yards rushing the game. Passing, they gave up 264 yards. And they was one of the worstest offensive teams in the country. But one thing about Deion Sanders, he brought in 33 new players. He's caught a lot of flack about that. But he does have some star power. I'm going to start with his son at the quarterback position, Mr. Sanders. Swack freshman of the year in 2021, a legitimate NFL prospect. Jimmy Horn coming from over from UCF, hell of a receiver, NFL talent. Levante Bentley, who was a reserve at Clemson, NFL talent. As you mentioned, Mr. Logan Landis, Xavier Weaver, NFL talent. But he's got a star stumper. A lot of people don't even really remember Travis, Travis Hunter. I don't understand why he don't get a lot of publicity. Two years ago, Mr. Landis, was he not the number one recruit in the country here locally yes, when we broadcasting from Collins Hill? Yeah, and he, he was, was making plays. And you got him coming on center stage against TCU on Saturday in Fort Worth, Texas. There's a lot of pressure on Colorado. But you're thinking about a young man in Deion Sanders. His nickname is Prime Time prime time. He came to Atlanta's Atlanta Falcon, even though the Falcons weren't winning, but people outside me who weren't even living here in Memphis, Tennessee, we were saying, what was Dion doing? Then he got the Falcons in the playoffs, too legit. Too legit to quit. <laughs> and of course, when you flamboyant, you wearing the jewelry, you saying what you're going to do, people going to dislike you. They're going to hate you. But one thing about Deion Sanders, think about this, Logan. Like him or not, he's been a success everywhere he's went. When I'm looking for the keys to the game with Colorado against TCU, and this is a very good TCU team who played in the college football national championship game last year, that Deion is not coming in with an empty barrel. He's got stars. Hunter, his son Sanders. Jimmy Horn, Trevor Woods, as you brought up. I'm just going to see. Now, TCU is a 20-point favorite. I see that game being a little closer. And I see Colorado making a statement on Saturday at 12 noon. We'll see. We will see what Colorado can do. But let's, let's clip it over here and talk about a team that shocked the world last year just by appearing in the college football playoff, the TCU Horn Frogs. Of course, we know, I think, the least said about that game against Georgia, the better uh, for the Horn Frog fans out there. But you're wiping the slate, coming in fresh. But my goodness, are you losing a lot of talent on this team? You're, you're losing, of course, Max Dugan. He's gone. You're losing a lot of other players like Kendra, John, or Kendra Miller. You're running back. Amario DeMicardo as well. He's gone. You're losing Quentin Johnson, Tay Barber, and Darius Davis. I mean, those five players there, that was the bulk of your offense. And now you're coming in this year, rocking with Chandler Morris, who started last season's opener, but left due to an injured knee. 
And so he's coming off that injury. That was against Colorado, coincidentally. We'll see what he can do. But this is a team with a lot of holes now. You're bringing back Savion Williams, who last year put up close to 400 yards receiving, only four touchdowns, not too bad at all, though. But I think a big key they're going to look for in this game, all Big 12 tied in, Mr. Jared Wiley. He's coming back. As well as you got JoJo Earl from the Alabama Crimson Tide, J.P. Richardson as well from Oklahoma State, and Jack Betch coming over from the LSU Tigers in the transfer portal to help fill some of those holes. It remains to be seen. It really does. I mean, right now this offense, like I said, they did really well last year. But this year, at least coming into week one, I am very unconfident in them. I'm not sure how they're going to do just because you have a lot of new pieces coming into this ball game. Flipping over to the defensive side of the ball, you're also, like I said, you do have some good guys here at your linebacker core, of course, with Johnny Hodges with 87 tackles last year. Jamoy Hodges as well, 82, and also had four and a half sacks to help out. Secondary, you got Josh Newton, 12 passes defended, three INTs, and safety Mark Perry, 84 tackles. Those guys are going to help out as well, along with Miller Bradford. But to me, Vincent, the real question is going to be with this ball club, who's going to help with the pass rush? You're losing a combined 17 and a half sacks with D. Winters and Dylan Horton heading off to the NFL where they got drafted this past year. So the pass rush, I, I'm, I'm looking for someone to step up this year. I think the sec- the linebackers and the secondary will be fine, but the pass rush, I'm not sure if it's going to be there this early in week one. So that's why I think TCU is going to do a lot of brand new faces coming into this team and a lot of just questions, I think, around the offense with losing a lot of your top players. Of course, your quarterback, top three receivers – and whatnot, and, and on defense as well, losing a few guys, bringing in a, a few more. I'm not sure how this team's going to produce, but how do you think TCU is going to fare week one? I think the keys for TCU, as you brought up, they lost. They had eight players drafted in this past draft in 2023. They had another three that signed as undrafted free agents that made the squad. So they got 11 players right now that's going to play in the NFL on the opening day. I think the one thing that what we hear out there in Fort Worth is that Chandler Morris is going to be a better quarterback than Max Dugan. Mm-hmm. He has a high ceiling. He can throw the ball better. So that's very encouraging. Plus, they lost Quentin Williams, who went over, Quentin Johnson, who got drafted by the L.A. Chargers, number one overall. But they got J.P. Richardson, a transfer from Oklahoma State. They got Savon Williams, who they say is going to be the next Mr. Big Johnson at TCU. And then they're bringing over Jack Breach from LSU. But you know what? I like the stop power to get the wide receiver. But again, I'm going to go back to Colorado. Travis Hunter, that's going to be a really interesting matchup on Saturday. Then I'm looking at the TCU running game. Last year, they averaged 193 yards a game. The young man, Andre Miller, now is running the football for the New Orleans Saints. But they're bringing in a guy, Roll Tide, who could seemingly just couldn't seem to get on the field, had some injuries. Trey Sanders is a ball player. Amani Bailey is a ball player at the running back position. So I think TCU is going to be fine there. Then you talking about their defense. They lost a lot of production, but they still got some good players. Johnny Hodges, Jamel Hodge, Dominique, Dominique Williams, Avery Hill, a transfer, is a pretty good player in the secondary. Bud Clark, who had an interception in the semifinal game against Michigan for a pick six. Josh Newman. So TCU is the better team coming in against Colorado on Saturday. And I think that when you look at this TCU squad, there's two things that stick out in my mind. Number one, 
There's no question about they are better. They're going to be a better team in Colorado because they probably got better depth. And I heard Sonny Dykes had a really nice recruiting class based on the fact they got to the national championship game. But remember this, they gave up 65 points to Georgia. Mm-hmm. They gave up 45 points in the semifinal game against Michigan. Prime time is coming with his baby boy at the quarterback position who can throw the football. And Travis Hunter is a two-way player that can make plays along with Mr. Jimmy Horn. Now, I'm picking TCU in the game, but I think it's going to be very close, 24-17. Stop mm-hmm. power all over the field, 12 noon on CBS. The college football world is going to change. Deion Sanders has arrived. Sonny Dykes and TCU is going to try to prove that getting B65-7 was a fluke. I love it. I'm happy. Matter of fact, I'm going to take off set and go down to Buffalo Wild Wings in Douglasville, <laughs> Georgia, and watch the game. Mm. Hey, there you go. Not Hey, can't beat that, right? Can't beat it on the Saturday. <laughs> Man, <laughs> when, I was, when I was doing my research for this game, Vincent, they had TCU as a favorite by 20 and a half points. I think if I'm Deion Sanders, I'm seeing that as a word we use here a lot, disrespectful. I see that, and like you say, you have it as a closer ball game. I also have it as a closer ball game. I do have the Horn Frogs getting the win in this one. I'm going to go with TCU 28, and I'm going to go with the Colorado Buffaloes with 21. I think it's going to be a one point or a one score ball game. I think Colorado could shock some people early on in the year, but I want to hear what you have to say. The fans, who do you think will win this ball game? I, I know all eyes are going to be on it. Who's going to be watching it? Who's going to be winning it? Is it going to be Colorado? Is it going to be TCU? We want to hear your final scores, your predictions in the comments. Once again, we appreciate all the continued love and support y'all been giving us over the past weeks, months, and years here on the channel. Mr. Football, always appreciate you coming on, talking some game with me. As always, it's a pleasure. I've been your host and producer tonight, Logan Landers. Hey, enjoy the game. Enjoy going get some food, having some fun this weekend. And we'll talk to you again on another live episode. We'll see you then. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.